Hello, my friends. Great to be back. I want to talk to you about Danielle Smith and the fact that her event was stormed uh, by NDP activists, but you wouldn't know it if you relied on the regime media. For some weird reason, they obscured the identity of her attackers. I'll take you through it, including the videotape. That's why I want you to get a subscription to Revolution Plus. You see the video. I want to take you through this video. I'm going to play it twice and show you various things. Please go to rebelnewsplus.com. That's what we call the video version of this podcast, Rebel News Plus. Click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month. You get my show every weeknight. Sheila Gunn-Reed has a weekly show, plus there's special content there. And you know what? Eight bucks might not sound like a lot to you, but it's a lot to us when, when it really adds up. And that's how we pay our bills around here, because we take no money from Trudeau. All right, here's today's show. Tonight, NDP activists storm a conservative premier's press conference and the media blames the conservative premier. It's May 12th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious thug. Hey, it's great to be back. I'm sorry I missed so many days. I, I was fine, uh, except for I looked and sounded terrible, too terrifying to be on TV. I'm fine now. Great to be here, and don't you worry about me. Thanks to my friends who filled in for me. Um, let me talk about a story that I, I think is, is incredibly important, and not many other people in the media seem to believe it, but let me try and make the case to you. Here, watch this video. We will not tell our arms and legs for hospitals. Hospitals should be public. So you've got some middle-aged men storming into a press conference by Danielle Smith, the conservative premier of Alberta. I'm not sure if you caught it since it happened so fast, but the protesters pushed and shoved a policeman. And uh, the main police detail whisked Danielle Smith out of the room. She was wearing green. I don't know if you saw her. That's the right move. You don't know if there's a gun or if someone else is about to do something. You don't know if that stunt was just a distraction for the main attack to come. Uh, I don't know if you saw this literally a day earlier. A man was brandishing a gun at the legislature in Edmonton and Alberta. What did that have to do with this? Was that a part of this? So the police didn't know, so they just got Danielle Smith out of the way. Here, let's watch that video just one more time. It's odd, isn't it? Look, I'm not an expert in security at all, but to my layman's eyes, it's a little odd that the premier's whisked away. That's, that's very good. But that there were two other women left in the lurch. I think at least one of them was an MLA or at least a candidate. Uh, the, the two women who were left standing there were clearly stunned and, and didn't know what to do uh, with themselves. Should they run? Uh, 
Were they a danger? There was a cop who just let one guy go. That's weird. Security just seemed to stand around. No one said even get out uh, or we'll call the cops. No one, I don't know if they called the cops. The whole thing's a little strange. And then the uh, disruptors just walked out. No charges laid against them of any kind, to my knowledge, no trespass charges, no harassment charges, no assault charges, even for the guy who hit the cop. Uh, you try that and see how it works out. Uh, isn't that funny? Because you see, in, in Alberta, they have been arresting and jailing a pastor named Derek Reimer uh, in recent weeks for simply coming within 100 meters or whatever the rule is of drag queen story hour. He, he just comes near them. He's arrested and jailed. These thugs burst right in, caused a security incident, physically shoved a cop and uh, nothing. Hey, if these had been conservative men storming a Rachel Notley event or a Christy Freeland event, I think they'd be in jail right now without bail, facing charges. I mean, ask Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky or Pastor James Coates or Tamara Leach, just to name a few. None of those people even touched a cop or anyone, actually. Uh, remember this? The incident happened on Friday when Deputy Prime Minister Christian Freeland was visiting the City Hall in Grand Prairie, Alberta. A man called her name. Christian. Yes. What the f*** you doing in Alberta? You f***ing traitorous f***ing Get the f*** out of this province. You don't belong here. He unloaded a verbal assault of insults, F-bombs and worse. Freeland and her aides got away the man was escorted out of the city hall, still shouting. On Twitter afterwards, Freeland said nobody anywhere should have to put up with threats and intimidation, although she said the harassment doesn't reflect the people of Alberta. In Ottawa, the prime minister was speaking out for her. Threats, violence, intimidation of any kind are always unacceptable, and this kind of cowardly behavior threatens and undermines our democracy and our values of openness and respect upon which Canada was built. Trudeau was the victim of a stone-throwing attack during last year's election campaign. He says these behaviors are getting worse. F-bombs or worse, said the journalist. I'm not sure what worse is because I listened to it. I didn't hear anything worse, but it sounded very dramatic. Look, I, I don't like that. I don't like... Uh, he was a scary guy, I suppose. I, I don't like that. I don't like the, the kid who threw pebbles. I don't like that, not at all. Um, but where is Trudeau with his dramatic actor voice here? Where is the national media outrage here? Neither Christopher Freeland nor Justin Trudeau had to be whisked away to safety by police. Neither had their event canceled. But it was a national disaster. I'm surprised they didn't invoke the Emergencies Act. <laughs> that came later, of course. National news, every conservative was asked to disavow that shouter in Grand Prairie. Um, if these folks storming Danielle Smith had been conservatives, they would obviously have been kicked out of the party if they had done this to Rachel Notley. They would have been kicked out of the conservative party. We'd have a week of deep thinkers talking about radicalized extremists who were fed disinformation and became violent or whatever the liberals say these days. Oh, I forgot to mention, one of those dirty tricksters is actually an NDP candidate. Patrick King is his name. He ran in the federal NDP uh, in Calgary last uh, election, a year and a half ago, 
And the other fella is a provincial labor union organizer, Aaron Doncaster, I think is his name. Uh, just to remind you, Rachel Notley's husband, Lou Arab, is a senior labor organizer in the province who surely worked on same campaigns as him. These were as insiders as can be. But no arrest, no nothing. The NDP put out this tweet, gently disavowing the storming of Smith's event. But it was their people who did the storming. In fact, and this is really bizarre, the NDP themselves tweeted out the location of Smith's event. Why would they do that? They directed their supporters to Smith's event. When they were asked about it, Notley claimed, oh, no, 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 don't you worry your pretty little head. They always do that. There's nothing weird about that. They always, all the time, tweet out the location of Danielle Smith's events. Rachel Emanuel with True North. Um, I wanted to ask you about the protesters that interrupted Daniel Smith's press conference today. I know that after it happened, the Alberta NDP issued a tweet saying they condemned the protests. Elections is about time of reading voters. However, prior to that event, the Alberta NDP had also tweeted the location of Daniel Smith's. They had also tweeted Daniel Smith's location and where her event would be. Do you have any regrets about doing that? Do you think that was a mistake and actually might have led to the protests occurring? Uh, no, because my understanding is that the UCP had also uh, tweeted the location of the press conference, um, and uh, that's actually where we got the information from. So uh, it's quite common for uh, press events to be uh, uh, described uh, publicly about where they are. But let me say that, uh, once again, uh, I don't support that kind of intervention in um, a public event that's designed to deliver message to voters. Uh, whether you agree or don't agree, uh, our elections and our democratic process is sacred and people need to be able to uh, speak to voters uh, without fear, uh, fear of intimidation or, or um, any kinds of threats like that. So I definitely uh, do not uh, support or endorse uh, what happens. What a weird lie. That question was asked by Rachel Emanuel. None of the mainstream media would ask that question. So that's what happened. That's what it looked like. That's who did it. That's who teed it up. So how did it look to the millions of people, or hundreds of thousands of people, who only heard about it later through the, the regime's media in a newspaper on TV? Well, let's take a look. The Canadian press, which feeds into newspapers, they had this article in the Toronto Star, as it happens, but this appeared elsewhere. Uh, Alberta election campaign continues. That's their headline. Alberta election campaign continues after minor drama at Danielle Smith announcement. Minor drama. She's so dramatic. She's so sensitive. And, of course, the main news here is that the campaign continues. Imagine thinking that's news at all. The Alberta election is nearing the end of its second week as United Conservative leader Danielle Smith dismisses concerns about over past musings about selling hospitals to private operators. Smith was hustled offstage Thursday after a handful of Vocal placard-waving protesters disrupted a news conference in Calgary. She later returned to take questions comparing the protesters to the opposition NDP and saying both seek to misrepresent her position on health care. So that's the news, eh? That's it. So an NDP candidate and a senior NDP organizer are placard-waving protesters and nothing about security or police whisking Smith away to safety. Nothing about police being assaulted. There was just a disruption. No mention of the NDP identity of the protesters. They called the peaceful truckers terrorists for honking their horns, but attacking a cop and causing an assassination scare is just a protest, you see. 
And of course, they'll mention the NDP advertising the location of the event. Here's how Justin Trudeau's CBC state broadcaster treated the issue. A group interrupted a UCP event to protest a 2021 Danielle Smith video today. What's it all about? A group. I love that. And the group has a name, of course, NDP. But that's too much reporting. This is about obscuring facts, not revealing them. During a United Conservative Party event Thursday, focused on a senior's discount, Pamela Rath, UCP candidate for Calgary Mountain View, was interrupted by a group of protesters. Oh, so, so Danielle Smith wasn't either? Interrupted. Rath was in the middle of a sentence discussing jobs and investments when she looked to her left. There were a group of three protesters, a group, holding signs like one that read for sale Foothills Hospital began shouting. One of the men wearing a tan-colored hat was Patrick King, the NDP candidate in Calgary Signal Hill in the 2021 federal election. Another unidentified man made it past event organizers and began to shout, hospitals are not for sale. Organizers attempted to stop the man, but he was able to make it to the front of the stage where he stood unimpeded, holding up a sign for more than a minute before the UCP feed cut out. When it returned, UCP leader Danielle Smith addressed the incident. I think that activists, like we just saw here, and the NDP keep trying to confuse the issue, Smith said. So the CBC eventually did identify one of the men, give them that. Not in the headline, not in the lead, a group. And weird, they never mentioned that Smith herself was whisked away by police. Why? And they certainly never mentioned the assault on police. Why? Did, did they not see it? They were there. I'm 2,000 miles away. You watch the TV report that actually went on air. It's even crazier. A UCB campaign announcement hijacked by protesters today. Party candidate Pamela Rath was cut off mid-speech as protesters, as you saw, rushed the stage area holding signs. One of them reading the Rocky View Hospital is up for sale. The announcement was paused as the protesters were ushered off stage. As you can see, the NDP condemned that disruption in a tweet. Thanks for staying up with us. I'm Rob Brown. So as you just saw, concern over the privatization of healthcare is pushing some Albertans to act out. It stems from a video from a couple of years ago where Danielle Smith spoke about potential reforms to Alberta's health system. Got it. Danielle Smith provoked these, disrupted, these disruptors. She caused it. And by the way, they, they didn't storm the floor and cancel the event. They just, they just were acting out. <laughs> Did the CBC cover the trucker convoy this way? It's not just the CBC. Here's CTV. They went to the head of the nurses' union for reaction. The union representing nurses believes election spin is just pulling attention away from where it should be. People are still waiting 12 hours in the emergency room, uh, and, and that's not acceptable. Cam Westhead. Seems like a really good source on this, but who's he? They said he's the head of the nurses' union. Why didn't they say this? He's a former NDP MLA. Why didn't CTV mention that? Did they truly not know? Uh, this CTV broadcast, they actually led with Rachel Notley's announcement first, then Smith's coverage. They rewarded the NDP to the tricksters. Global News didn't mention NDP involvement at all <laughs> and spent more time on an NDP candidate's signs getting damaged. That's more important than an assassination scare. The police jumped in and 
whisk Smith away. Seriously. You just had some angry men shouting and storming the premier's event, assaulting police. Smith had to be rushed away. And that, ta-da, is the media coverage of it hiding NDP involvement, calling it much ado about nothing, a minor drama. Smith deserved it. She caused it. Are you serious? Yeah, deadly serious. I say this again and again. In almost every news story about which I have firsthand knowledge, when I know what happened, when I see the regime media's coverage of it, it's spun, if not an outright lie. Now, here I don't have firsthand knowledge. I was not there, but I have two things. The raw video of what happened and the curiosity to Google the people who were talked to don't tell me the media party didn't know what they were doing. Why are there errors and omissions always pointing in the same direction? Anti-conservative, pro-NDP, pro-Trudeau. Why did they downplay violence against the right? For example, they never mentioned the attacks on our rebel news journalists. Why do they excuse violence committed by the left, especially Antifa and these thugs? I'm not overreacting. They assaulted a cop and committed trespass, but... We're let go with, a, with, with nothing. The NDP itself hasn't kicked them out. Never believe the media. Never. Not when they tell you they're afraid of the truckers or the proud boys or conservatives or Christians or whoever they're demonizing today. They're lying. They're not afraid. They're accusing you of what they're doing themselves. Stay with us. You know, I had a chat today with Sheila Gunn-Reed and Adam Sosa about this on our live stream, and I'd like to show you an excerpt of that. Take a look. Let's show what I think can only be called the storming, maybe not a hurricane category five, more like a category two storm, but it was storming. These dirty tricksters stormed an event, and I'm going to watch it very carefully because I understand that they shoved a cop. One was restrained by, like, this is not prickly journalism. This is not journalism at all. This is the premier of the province having her event stormed, and you're not even going to believe what I'm about to say. One of the stormers, the Sturmer, was an NDP candidate from the last federal election, Patrick King, I believe was his name, no relation to the trucker. And another was Aaron, oh shoot, I just forgot his last name, um, a labor union organizer who has worked in the past on labor projects with Rachel Notley's husband. So you've got a labor union organizer who knows Mr. Notley, Lou Arab's his name, and an NDP candidate from the federal election 2021 like, these people are so brazen, they didn't even outsource this dirty tricksterism to some college kid. They did it themselves. Without further ado, take a look. And let's play this once, and then maybe we'll even play it and pause in key moments a second time. Take a yeah. look. Hospitals are not for sale. We saw your video about buying hospitals. Check it out. We've got a great offer. Yeah, this is a great opportunity for everybody in Alberta. Better be here. Anything to say? Better be here? No? You have a lot to say about this not so long ago, Madam Premier? Hospital for sale? Anything? Yeah, you had a whole show to talk about this. We will not tell our arms and legs for hospitals. Hospitals should be public. They're going to cost us an arm and a leg when you sell it, though, aren't they? You've already privatized lab services. How does it end? 
Radio silence, eh? That's all good. Yeah. We got all day. Where's the security? Yeah, how did this go on this long? Yeah, so basically what, what happened was security moved. Because one of the big concerns is, is they pretty much rushed, and I don't want to get into gender politics, but one, the Premier of Alberta, two, a lady and intimidated her. Both of both things I have problems with. Um, but security effectively uh, enveloped her and moved her off to the side. Um, there is it, it should cut over. If nothing else, I do have a shot. Um, I think it's going to be here in a second of them over to the side uh, with the Premier, ensuring that she's safe. Um, and then it basically at that point, it is shocking that they got in and they got that far. Um, I believe it was Becca Pollock at that point said, you've made your point, get out of here. Um, we're going to proceed. Danielle Smith was saying, I, I, you know what, I'm going to answer the question, but get out of here and then, and then I'll talk about it. Um, at that point, yeah, there's a shot of me, uh, me, uh, capturing the action. Um, but then staff from the hotel actually came in and said, we're going to call the police. You will be charged with trespassing. And at that point they left. So they, they clearly, these weren't just random people. They understood that sort of nuance of being formally informed that you're trespassing. At that point, they left pretty quickly. Um, they were saying, we've got all day. We're not going anywhere. The second that language came up and the, the facility said, this is a private facility. That's when they cleared out. Yeah. Can we watch it again? And I don't know if it's possible to play it slow or if it just pause it. I want to watch this thing from the beginning. If you want to, uh, yeah, re play it at a quarter feedback, a quarter speed. I just want to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I had a tough time seeing anything besides that guy's gut hanging out of the bottom of his shirt. Okay. So go ahead and play it at a quarter speed. I know you are not for sale. We saw your video about five hospitals. And they just let him go for some Just let him go. Here, okay, so play it again. I want to see the premier being whisked away. Go back to the beginning, if you please. Thanks for your help. Go back to the beginning. I just want to watch what's the very first part we can spot. Is she even at the mic at this point or was she rushed? It looks like she was not at the mic anymore. Looks like they may, maybe whisked her away right away. And some guy's running in the back. Someone who looks like security is pushing the, the, the bearded guy away. But then, oh, look, so right it looks like maybe the, the premier was, yeah. So you can see behind them, they took the premier away. And then they left them here. So thanks very much. We don't need to see anymore. So what we have here is a bunch of middle-aged guys mm -hmm. storming a stage with, it looks like three women were there. The premier and yeah. two other women. Apparently the yeah, other women defend for themselves. The, they'll protect the premier, but those other women there are expendable. Um, I think it is right to take the premier away. I mean, she is a, the protected person here, but but why did they let these other uh, blokes free? Just to, I, listen, I, I'm not a security expert, so I, and I suppose they were clearly not being violent at this point. But but why did that guy not escort him out of the room? I don't quite know. Well, you yeah, know, I, I think that, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, uh, like they, they tackle him and they just let him go. Like, you yeah. don't even know what this guy has in his pockets, yeah. what he's going to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I found it, you know, kind of weird to see, okay, they grab him. He obviously is willing to wrestle a cop. Yeah. 
And they just let him go stand yeah. by these ladies who yeah. are sort of, I guess, shell-shocked. What I can tell you, though, is if you toss a little bit of gravel in the general direction of the prime minister, you're going to be flattened like a pancake and taken away in handcuffs. And yeah. these guys were treated with kid gloves. And yeah. I, I want to know why. Yeah, I wonder if some anti-mask or anti-vax protesters would have wrestled with a cop like that if they would be caught and released within seconds and let go without criminal charge. Or, to stand or by women. Trip. Yeah, you know, um, right now in Calgary, there's a pastor named Derek Reimer who merely for being near um, uh, extreme uh, cross-dressing, uh, what's a drag queen story hour, has done, what, three weeks in prison? Just for being mm -hmm. near them. And here you have people breaking in, threatening the premier physically, wrestling with cops, and, okay, guys, no problem. See you next time, NDP have candidate. Have your say. They let yeah. them have their say and even argue back and forth. Yeah. And and so shoot on the other foot, what would have happened had three burly men stormed an event with uh, Christia Freeland or what's her name? Catherine McKenna, the former environment minister, or Rachel Notley we don't herself. Have to, we don't have to wonder. That guy in Grand Prairie yelled at Christia Freeland and they investigated him for a hate crime. I remember exactly the case you're talking about. They merely hollered. He merely hollered yeah. at her, not disrupting an event. Let's take a look at what Trudeau's CBC state broadcaster can't shut up about microaggressions and genderizing things. And um, what do they have to say about a couple of uh, white dudes, middle-aged, burly white dudes? Normally, those are the hated people in the CBC. But uh, let's see what they have to say today. Take a look. Hospitals are not for sale. Hospitals are not for sale. A UCB campaign announcement hijacked by protesters today. Party candidate Pamela Rath was cut off mid-speech as protesters, as you saw, rushed the stage area holding signs. One of them reading the Rocky View Hospital is up for sale. The announcement was paused as the protesters were ushered off stage. As you can see, the NDP condemned that disruption in a tweet. Thanks for staying up with us. I'm Rob Brown. So as you just saw, concern over the privatization of healthcare is pushing some Albertans to act out. It stems from a video from a <laughs> oh, couple of okay. years ago where Danielle oh Smith spoke about potential reforms to Alberta's health system. Our Joel Dryden has the details in our top story. We're right here. She can say anything that she wants. You're disrupting the press conference that we're having, and you're disrespecting everybody here. Their protest ties back to an NDP event on Wednesday and a 2021 video of Danielle Smith. It's a structure issue. In the video, Smith suggests if AHS isn't meeting terms, then the province could issue a request for proposals for private entities to run hospitals while remaining publicly funded. Fiona Clement specializes in health policy at the University of Calgary. She says such an idea would be possible. It's the same kind of model as seeing the private surgical um, delivery system. So, I mean, she's absolutely correct in, in her interpretation of what's allowable and what's possible. Clement notes that's not to say anything about how effective or controversial such a model might be. Hmm. Um, so huh. I should let you know that it was Danielle Smith who pushed them to do this. That's what the CBC tells us. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she caused Pushing this. them to act out. They're just acting out. Yeah. You guys. Um, they should never have been provoked.
And and by the way, they they never disclose uh, that these quote protesters or senior NDP activists. I just sent you Olivia the uh, CBC headline, also, which I'm sure you have there. A group. They also didn't do. They also didn't do one other thing. Hmm. They said the NDP condemned the protest, but they didn't say that the NDP inspired it and tweeted out exactly the location so that not only protesters would go there, which I think they are were already organized by the NDP, if I had to speculate, but they were hoping that other ones would go too, because the NDP tweeted out the location of this event, and all, CBC also refused to disclose that. Yeah. You know, um, we're talking about very serious matters here. Uh, it certainly would be a, a national crisis if the shoe were the on, on the other foot. Imagine if some dirty tricksters in their 40s and 50s from the UCP stormed a Notley event, one of whom was a former candidate, one of whom was a senior organizer. Um, would it be treated in that way? But I want to show you, you see that guy there, Patrick King, and you see he's wearing that hat there. I just can't let that go, that hat. Patrick King of the NDP is such a loser. Um, I'm not saying you can't wear a hat. My dear friend David Menzies wears a hat, and I think it suits him. Yeah. Um, Cowboy hats, uh, there's some people for whom it's a fixture. Yeah. Uh, I got good friends who wear ball, ball caps all the time, and I get it. Tim Poole, part of his persona is that toque he wears, or beanie, as they call it in America. I'm not anti-hat, but when you are sort of a young guy wearing a fedora like that in that way, uh, it looks like he got the safari fat flaps tucked I, up yeah. this time. Um, then I can mock you because you, look at that picture of him. Look at his official biography picture. Um, Did he think there were going to be elephants there yesterday? Like, why is he dressed like that? It was cloudy in Calgary yesterday, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't like he had to wait door, to keep the sun off his head? You know, uh, our, our alumnus, Gavin McInnes, <clears throat> says that there's a place for bullying. And, and I'm not sure I want to go that far because bullying implies a cruelty and a malice and an unfairness that I don't subscribe to. But I think what he means is just public peer pressure to jostle people back into some norms. And um, if that's what Gavin means, I think that Patrick King needs to be given what um, would be called you know, an attitude readjustment on that hat. Yeah. Just starting there. <laughs> like a guy wearing that hat needs an attitude readjustment. Just a friendly way. And maybe he'll stop doing other antisocial things like storming events from women and, sh and shouting over them. Uh, the hat's the giveaway. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you right now, he's a male feminist. Oh, for sure. If you are wearing that hat, you are a male feminist. People who wear those hats don't actually go outside. That's what I've learned. Like, you want to give the perception of being outdoorsy, but you don't actually go outside. The guy at the store ever. said, I'm the only one he's ever seen pulling off. <laughs> 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 if if I may, uh, one thing that I did want to get to, and then we can do the haberdashery breakdown afterwards. Uh, I apologize. Um, I just can't stop laughing. But Over you know to you, Adam. Take it away. Was, Make this serious that again. In, that was incredibly interesting here. Is Listen, these people clearly are associated in the NDP. I don't know if they were hired by them. I don't know if Rachel Notley asked them to go. They claim they didn't. But whatever happened, they were clearly doing something inspired by the comments of Rachel Notley and the NDP. Um, that's why they were there. That's why they were shouting those sentiments. But I, I very likely think beyond the sort of evident point slip you're going to see in the NDP from this disruption, 
I think that they've they've awakened Daniel Smith. At a few of these events, Daniel Smith has come out, issued sort of bland statements about uh, saving 700 bucks on taxes, which is great, or a 25% tax cut on registries or, or cost cut on registry services. Okay, wonderful, great. These aren't sort of key critical things. After that disruption, after those people burst in, and after Danielle Smith was pushed away, I think she had a bit of an adrenaline rush because when she came back, it was a little bit more rock and roll. She was going after the NDP. She seemed engaged. I don't know if this is a conscientious UCP strategy to have her ramp up towards the election, but the previous events have not felt rock and roll. They haven't felt exciting. I'll give the NDP credit. Their events, it was music. It was boisterous. Um, the, the UCP events have felt a little bit drab. This is the first time I really felt like Daniel Smith was was sort of uh, speaking from the heart, uh, wearing her heart on her sleeve a little bit. And, and a few journalists that I talked to there shared the sentiment that they think this is a turning point, not just because of what just what happened, because those people disrupted the event, but because Daniel Smith and the UCP, who have been sort of on the defensive, who've been sitting back, are now saying, you know what, enough is enough. It, it was interesting to see, and, and I hope that continues. I will echo um, Adam's sentiment that uh, these people are being radicalized by NDP rhetoric and lies. And it, I, I worry that it's a, only a matter of time before somebody is hurt. Yeah. Uh, thanks to just the superheated nonsense that Rachel Notley is spewing at these low information voters who are on just a little bit too much CBC. You know, that's exactly right. I mean, I always thought this about the left calling Trump a Nazi. Like, mm -hmm. that's laughable to me. And I think it's laughable to, it's laughable to half the world. Another 40% say, well, we know he's not a Nazi, but we know what you mean. 10% say, yeah, I'm really worried he's going to take away all my rights. 1% says, well, yeah, maybe he really is a Nazi. And maybe one in, maybe one in 10,000. So 1% and 1% says, oh, he's a Nazi because these authoritative people say so. I've never seen any rebuttal to it. I think he's a Nazi. And then maybe 1% of 1% of 1% or maybe one in a million people says, oh my God, he's a Nazi. And I have to stop him by any means necessary. We all know the thought experiment. Would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler if you could to save the course of the world? And if maybe one in a million people actually believes that Trump is a Nazi, well, that's 300 and some people in America who would act on that if they could. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying the leftist thing of, you know, words are violence, but if you say something that insane, why are you saying that endlessly? And right, Ezra, but more to your point, sorry to cut you off, but mm. that, that is the problem here. The left thinks that words are violence. So if somebody is committing violence against you, you are now justified in responding in kind. And that's the real problem here. When Rachel Notley is saying you're going to sell off the hospital and privatize health care and people are going to die, what's your thought experiment? If I stop this, I'm going to save lives and I'm going to be a hero because I'm just a useless, oversoid man in a stupid hat and I've never done anything good for anybody in my life. Now's my chance to save lives. What's the next natural step except violence from these people? Yeah, and these are, and these are folks who reach for violence. <clears throat> there is no right-wing equivalent to Antifa. There's not. No. Um, the, the left tried to make the Proud Boys into that Proud Boys is a is a is a pub crawl. It's a fraternity yeah, it's a for drinking club. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is no movement on the left like that. And of course, 
Rachel Notley would has never and will never condemn Antifa because they're her street teams, they're her street gangs. Last, oh, you know what? I, I, I uh, it's it's almost the top of the hour. Adam, let's close with last thoughts to you. You can either introduce the Rachel uh, Emanuel vid or or have your closing thoughts in general. Yeah, Rachel Emanuel obviously doing some incredible stuff. I think that opens a whole different conversation. There's some there's some distinct questions there. Um, but I I did want to say that ultimately, I think what this election will come down to uh, is whether people believe the things that the NDP say, or if they look at the albeit imperfect track record of the UCP. And that's what Danielle Smith asked people to do at this conference. She was saying, I hope that the media will simply be fair, present the facts as they are. And she asked not to be judged on promises that are unlikely uh, to, to be realized by the NDP, but on the actions that she has taken. I, I'm I'm ever the optimist. I, I tweeted the other night that I really do want to have a conversation with Rachel Notley. I just want to ask her fair questions. Um, I, I, I want to have authentic conversations so that our viewers can have an informed opinion when it comes time to vote. That's ultimately what I'm after. Uh, unfortunately, Rachel Notley is imitating the federal liberals. Um, Rachel Notley is engaging in, in very anti-democratic practices. And for anyone in Alberta, wherever you sit, wherever you are on the spectrum, that should be extremely concerning to you. So uh, hopefully people will take some time to actually look at the issues, not believe the buzzwords, not believe the hype, uh, the, the empty sentiment of love, tolerance, and sharing that the NDP uh, profess, while everything they practice seems to seems to signal otherwise. So I, I urge people out there to just sort of take a strong, hard look at the facts. Yeah. Well, Adam and Sheila, great to catch up with you. The election is less than three weeks away. Um, <clears throat> the latest polling I've seen suggests that it'll be a modest uh, UCP government. I think that's probably right. Uh, I think it, it avoids the um, self-destruct button that Rachel Notley um, re, uh, embodies. I think it gives Danielle Smith a chance to grow and to improve. Yeah. I, th I think that um, she will be a more seasoned premier. Obviously, she's never been premier before and she will hopefully be stronger. Well, that's our show for today. It's great to be back. I apologize for being away for days. I, I felt motivated to come back, but you would not have wanted to see me or, or listen to me. Uh, don't worry, I'm, I'm fine. It's just that some I, I had some uh, oral surgery and I, I looked and sounded atrocious. And I just couldn't go on TV like that. I just couldn't do it. Um, but I'll be here on Monday. And um, I do have one more day. I'm going to be have, have some oral surgery in, in a couple of weeks. But uh, I will do my best to be here as much as possible. And I'm really grateful to the team that covers for me when I'm away. What do you think of that Danielle Smith thing, eh? I mean, I, I'm not being hypersensitive. But when you storm into an event like that, and when security is on edge anyways, because there was a gun incident at the legislature the day before, and the media laughs it off, they hide the identity of who did it and just move on, you know they wouldn't do that if the shoe was on the other foot. <laughs> That's our show for today. Until Monday, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night, and keep fighting for freedom.